And welcome to the Life Toy Edit with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm so happy to see you after our break. We took a tiny break. And yeah, we missed you very much. It was weird not recording an episode. Yeah. On purpose, as opposed to (laughs) because we forgot or we both had conflicting schedules. We did kind of have conflicting schedule because I was in Florida for a week. How was that? It was shockingly cold. Like, how shockingly cold? Like, uh, it was 80 degrees instead of 90 degrees? It rained for the first two days we were there. Yeah. Like, I told you it would, because we watched Home Alone. And then and I actually... That. You know, I have my um, my Doctor Who peacock coat. You know, the one where I look like a peacock with the feathers and everything on the back? I actually had to wear that, because it was so... That's a coat I don't get to wear here. Uh, and I actually got to wear that in Florida. It was really... It was chilly. Wow. Yeah, we were uh, not far from Orlando. Is that um, all you know about Florida geography? I know that, that they have a theater where we watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, oh, which was, was shockingly good. It was such a good movie. Oh, fun. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it might be my favorite Spider-Man movie ever. And that's saying something considering how much I loved. I know Uncoming. you love Tobey Maguire's oh, tiny quivering lips. So. I I, I want to just smooch him. I want to <laughs> smooch Tobey Maguire right on right his, there. Just on his tiny quivering lips. Just, yeah. No, I get it. You know, plus I love that dance that he does in Spider-Man 3. I mean, that for me makes the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. We're watching Bratz this week. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We haven't even announced that yet. <laughs> um, we we went away not telling you what film we were coming back I with. I think because we didn't know and we wanted to stop thinking about it for two weeks. Yeah. And now we're back. And, and now we're back. And, and it's Bratz. And I, have sele- I selected Bratz the movie because I was like, huh. Uh, and then I looked it up on Wikipedia after we had selected it, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Apparently it was nominated for five Razzies. That's a lot of Razzies. And it's not a record. I think the record goes to that Adam Sandler movie where he plays himself and his sister. What? I can't remember. that Jack and Jill, I think. Oh. Yeah. Well, this this didn't win any of the Razzies it was nominated for, so it fails even at Razzies. It failed at failure. That's <laughs> so an impressive feat. I'm a little... On Wikipedia, it says it's a musical comedy. Oh, no. Which I wasn't expecting, and I don't know what that means. You have a habit of picking movies that we do I don't not realize are musicals. I, I don't know how I did this. I thought it was going to be pretty safe, but this is actually going to be one of the worst films I think we've ever seen, and we need to start bracing ourselves right now. Should we brace ourselves for a Digimon situation? Because with Digimon the movie, we watched it and then started talking about it, and then we had to abort the episode. <laughs> We still have the recording. It will never be released. I really hope that that doesn't happen, but we'll see what unfolds mm. over the course of the next hour and two. Oh, no. I I know nothing about Bratz the movie coming into it. It's live action, right? Yeah, it's a live I know action one thing. film. I don't know anything about Bratz the dolls. I know they're like sexy Barbies. Like you've outgrown tame Barbie and now you want yeah. something a little sexier that has kind of a blow-up doll aesthetic. Yeah, there's this weird thing that kind of... the This... And I don't, I don't mean this in a a judgmental way, but the kind of the the, the slutification mm. of of girls' toys. Like we have those those lol baby things now, <laughs> and you the you sexy baby the sex yeah. My girlfriend Mandy, they sell these chocolate eggs. I talked to you about this before we the started recording. Eggs. But they sell he these. He did his whole Kinder Egg tirade that every British person does yes. about how America is a trash country, and I can't even argue with that. Yeah, and it's specifically because of the Kinder eggs. 
But the 7-Eleven near me sells these lol baby eggs. And in any other country, it would be a chocolate egg that you bite into and then there's a there's pod a inside. inside. There's a baby inside, of course. That's, that goes without saying. In America, it's a box with an egg on one side and the pod separate on the other. And the pod contains a little assemble it, build it yourself, sexy baby. My, and my girlfriend, Mandy, she likes to buy these things, assemble the little sexy baby, and then hide said baby <laughs> somewhere in my apartment mostly in my bedroom so i have what a fun game i have a bunch of like you'll see there's a big one over there that she bought at target on black friday yeah i I have seen them just like sitting around in here and i was like that's an odd that's an odd thing one here on my desk i have a framed picture one of the only pictures of me and my sister and 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 our late father uh hanging on the wall in a very nice blue frame there's two little slutty babies kind of perched on top Who knows yeah. what they're getting up to up there. And then there are fully five of them st- sitting on top of our television <laughs> in the front room. And uh, that that's where they live. I'm excited for when they have a, a LOL Babies movie. Oh no, it's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. The worst thing about the LOL Babies, one of them is literally wearing a chastity belt. With a little padlock, with a key on it. I think, it's another one's in here, but one of the ones in the living oh room, goodness. and I'll show you when we're watching the movie... Has a chastity belt. On. Sending mixed messages to the youth of our nation for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of these these kind of sexy slutty babies just, just kind of around. Are law babies like brats the early years? I they have the big one over there, which Mandy put there because it's kind of an Alice in Wonderland motif, and she has the exact same coloring as she's kind of put it in front of a a box set of action figures of villains of the first Doctor era. So yeah, a, this this law baby is the same color scheme as the dalek so that's where that's where that that sexy baby lives there will eventually be a lol babies movie almost certainly i cannot wait i can because we're at a point now where when when this kind of thing happens it is now technically my job to watch it yeah that's bad you know i when i was watching muppet christmas carol on christmas eve as one does as one does of course and seeing how Gonzo relates to every event that happens in that film, I realized that's how I want to live my life, is to just embrace everything that happens. And that's kind of what I'm doing with these films, is like, this is going to be terrible, and I'm just going to embrace it. You've got to be here for it. I'm going to be yeah. all the way here for it, because this is happening because of me. You did this. I did this. You, In many ways, you have been hoist by your, your very own petard. Yeah. So we're not watching a Lol Babies movie. No, we're watching. I guess the Lol Babies is the prequel yes. to the movie that we're gonna <laughs> that we're gonna watch today. I know this is a movie that I think the Flophouse has done live several times. It's kind of become. I think it's become one of their mainstay like bad movie like go to oh, bad movie. I didn't know that going into this. Um, I, that's something that ju- uh, I just thought about. I think within the last two minutes of recording. I th- I'm not sure. It's We're going to give you a, to the a fun, fresh new take. Yeah, because I've not actually heard any of their episodes or any of their live shows or recordings on Bratz the movie. So it's our take. Whatever happens, it's going to be, gonna it's be, gonna be bold. It's going to define your 2019. This is it. Oh yeah, that's true. We're set. We're setting the pace for the entire year with this episode. Shall we? Uh, shall we go and watch this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get okay. it over with. Well, we're going to go away and watch Bratz the movie, and uh, we will be right back after these moderately old-ish commercial messages. Brats are back. Uh-huh. I like how you brats like that. I like, I like how you strut like that. I like, I like how you style. Ooh. How you mix and match like that. I like Chloe. Uh-huh. Jade. Yes, 
while you rock it, rock the party like that. Cause Bratz are back with the passion, with a passion for fashion. Bratz party dolls come with two fashions, each doll and accessories sold separately. We are... Ah! <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, so I, say we, I said we are, A-R-E, not we are, ah. we're screaming. It was not a prompt for you to kind of howl at the mic. Although in fairness... I'm really sorry to myself <laughs> that has to, has to edit that. I... This is a self-own on your part. I'm really, really sorry. On the level of... I, I, I had... Off mic, I had said this. This is your Super Mario Brothers. Yes. I think it's. I think this is actually your emoji movie. This is I think my about greatest it. shame. Because <laughs> at least with the Super Mario movie, I warmed to it again as the further away I got from the experience. With the emoji movie, we were just both in like this this deep pit of despair yeah. from which neither of us could escape. I think <laughs> the thing about the Bratz movie that I think makes it worse than the emoji movie. Oh. The Emoji Movie ends. We had to watch. <laughs> because they do stuff over oh the credits. Oh my goodness. We had to watch the entire credits. We had to watch two distinct music videos. That had no bearing on the narrative of the film. Uh, it's, uh, a, it's a heated uh, mess. Mm, it, is a, it is a hot mess warmed over. I'm really, really, really sorry. This was Molly's choice of movie. It was my choice. I knew it was going to be bad going in. Um, and I thought it was maybe going to be like a ha ha kind of bad, but it was like a screaming kind yeah. of bad. Yeah, I was really hoping for something of the tone and tenor of maybe Spice World. Mm, yeah, yeah. And what we got instead was a live action emoji movie. Oh, God. We have to now talk we about what We have to talk about it. But, you know, there's actually, there's a lot of material here. We do there have is. stuff to talk about. I, made I have a lot of so notes. much to talk about. Do we collectively want to, I guess, break down the narrative of this yeah, movie from the top? Let's start at the beginning. The beginning, excessive use of the font okay, Comic yeah, Sans. The first thing I did was scream. <laughs> we, we had joked, you know, before watching this, like, haha, how far are we going to get into this <laughs> before we can't take anymore? <laughs> it's just. <laughs> you made it. Two seconds. <laughs> The first title popped up on the screen, and I was like, "No!" You you wailed. I've like, changed my mind. Like a baby bird whose mother has just fallen out of whose, a tree and whose, snapped its neck. Whose mother was just eaten by a hawk. Yes. <laughs> you just you just you howled at the screen with a a, a depth of emotion yeah. that you usually reserve. I feel like for... that was. I had been holding on to that for a while. I feel like this was just the trigger I needed to let yeah. all of that go. It's usually it takes you. We're usually into a movie a little bit before you howl. Before this the was start. we didn't like if we didn't know the title, we would not have known the title by the time you screamed. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but there so it that's is. That, that's the taste that sets the pace for this experience. I was very much thrown off by the fact that this film is shot in anamorphic mm. widescreen. Why? It almost makes you think it's going to be classy. It, it tricks the mind into thinking <laughs> this might actually be a this cinematic be experience. And Instead it's... of just a feature-length Pottery Barn teen commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know. What was the artistic... Like, it's anamorphic. If you were watching this on a standard widescreen 69 television... That means there are black bars at the top and the bottom. So if it's it's akin to watching... I'm just going to pull the first anamorphic widescreen movie that comes to mind. Spider-Man 2. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
because they wanted it to makes sense as a poll. For yeah, they you. want they wanted to what? fit all of Doc Ock on the screen. Well, it's like what extra information are they trying to put on the screen for brats that their yeah. audience really needs to see? So the director made a conscious creative <laughs> choice. Creative to... is a stretch. But he, you did you did look up the director. I absolutely looked up the director. Um, his name, oh my god. He has I an Irish so name. Much. Sean McNamara. Doesn't he have a really, really long Irish name? He has a full Irish name. Let me pull it up. <laughs> a full Irish breakfast? Sure. <laughs> Part of this balanced Irish breakfast. Sean Patrick Michael McNamara. This or McNamara, Irish, perhaps. That's the most Irish name I think Who was born heard. May 9th, 1962. And a full, we wish that hadn't happened. A full year and a half before the debut of Doctor Who on British television. He, his current project right now, uh, he's directing the film Reagan. Is it about Ronald it, Reagan? Yes, it's a biopic about Ronald Jellybean Reagan the or whatever. Jellybean I think might have been the other one. No, he was yeah. Jellybean. Oh, he was the Jellybean? Okay, cool. He liked jelly beans, right? Yes. He also... Okay, here's some, th- here's some films he has uh, worked on. Casper, A Spirited Beginning. Oh! Casper Meets Casper Wendy. Casper Meets Wendy. Three Ninjas, High Noon, Mega Mountain. Oh my god. This some- sounds made up. Something called Punks. A 1999 film about a group of bullied teens who find a suit created by a scientist uh, after blah, 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 blah. Do they become superheroes? They do. They become superheroes called punks. So basically what you're saying is that Bratz was like the pinnacle of this man's career. Yes. He this did... is as far as he got. This is as, as high as he climbed. He did the uh, the Even Stevens movie in 2003. Okay. He did the Sweet Life movie in 2011. Now this after is all Bratz. starting to make a lot of sense, actually. And now he's working on Reagan. He was attached to a 2016 adaptation of Flat Stanley, which never materialized. The film never materialized? The film never materialized. Yeah. I wonder if Flat Stanley counts as toyetic. I don't think it I does because it matters either way. I don't because no. it's books and I th- it, an adaptation of books? a book. Yeah, they're books. Oh, I thought it was just Flat Stanley was just the little man you carried around. No, I didn't realize he had a backstory and a family. I I know this because we did. I I, I was handpicked. I was plucked from my classes as a very young boy to enter in two years in a row to enter a recital contest. Oh, and one year I had to read a poem about pandas. And the other year I had to read a portion of the book Flat Stanley. Oh, that's adorable! Um, I, I don't remember why I was picked for this. I just remember, like, we got into my my shitty math teacher, Mr. Curl. Like, we went into his car, drove to Bath, and, and I had to read a book in front of a bunch of people, and I never understood why any of this was happening. No one had ever, like, explained to me what any of Maybe this was. Maybe they just wanted to, like, rent a child to perform <laughs> at their gathering. Yeah. So, anyway, Bratz the movie is directed by a man who has made many cinematic mistakes. Yeah, and is now working on Reagan. You go from the Bratz movie to Reagan. I think that's, I can see a... that. Well, I it's funny. I actually did make a note while we were watching, and I think as I made the note, I said I cannot wait to say this sentence when we're recording. So I'm going to say that sentence now. Do it. This movie epitomizes the pre-financial crisis maximalism of 2007. That is a hell of a sentence. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much meat on that bone. <laughs> that sentence is is lofty. It's a very opulent film. Yeah. And it's it's very much how can we solve our problems by shopping our way out of them? Yeah, they shop their way out of every problem they have including the poor girl. Yeah. There's a of the she four She shops brats. her way to a scholarship. Yes. <laughs> um so my th- my third note after the anamorphic widescreen note is just no. It's just the yeah. word no. I think I, what is my third note? 
My third note is kill me. Okay, cool. <laughs> but definitely, there's a lot of this. Some of my notes say things like, uh, what is this movie? I yearn for death. What is happening? Um, I would want to watch the Digimon movie instead. <laughs> um, maybe we don't release this episode. Maybe we release the Digimon tapes instead. Um, but we should try to break down the narrative. So there's these four girls. Do you remember any of their names? Chloe. Chloe, yes. Sasha. Sasha. Yasmin. Khan. Yasmin. Khan from Doctor Who, yes. Yeah, she's in this. It's a little weird. Yeah. And the fourth one. <laughs> you did much better than me because I know... Jay. Jay just her name. I know Chloe and I know Yasmin. Yeah. We're good friends. All of these girls' names don't not sound like birth control brands. Yeah. Wow, similar movies. Confessions of a Teenage Drag Queen. Drama Queen? Drama Queen? Where did I say Drag <laughs> I Queen? Wish Where did I go? I've You know, I've seen that movie with Lindsay Lohan... And I wish that Confessions of a Teenage Drag Queen were a real thing. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakle. Because no one wanted it. Which I'm in. Are you? I'm in a crowd scene. So that counts. Clueless. Okay, well, Clueless is a classic. This is like someone... Clueless died, someone dug up Clueless's body and propped it up in a chair. Okay. Of all the movies Mm -hmm. featuring Michael J. Fox as a teenager in high school... Yes. Uh, getting up to shenanigans. I can only think of two off the top of my head, but which, keep going. Which of those two movies do you think this film thinks is most like? Teen Wolf? Bratz, yes. <laughs> Teen Wolf is like Bratz of the movie. In the sense that there's a high school there. Yes. And it's it's old people pretending to be young people. Also, there's a Mean Girls too. You're trying to... I'm I trying understand to escape. That this is, yeah, this I is need a defense to... mechanism, and we just need to lean all the way into this. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> okay, so the it, the film opens with the four For, brats. And it's the first day of their freshman year of high school. Chloe, Yasmin, Jade. And the other and one. And the fourth one. Sasha. Sasha. Chloe, Yasmin, Jasmine, and Sasmin are all getting <laughs> dressed at the beginning of the movie. They're on like a group Skype call uh, on their laptops. Yeah. All talking about what they're going to wear. This film opens, it's insipid. Straight away, this it's, film. Yeah. I think we, I mean, we were screaming through the whole thing. That's not there, a secret. They were, they were housed. And I'll tell you what was a secret, secret shoe library. Oh, yeah. She pulled a shoe and a door opened. Jade has a whole second closet in her closet that her parents don't know about somehow, even though they bought the house and I assume brought someone in to like inspect it. And there's a, there's a whole there's bunch a of shoes in there. Secret room. Secret shoe room. A shroom, because her if you parents, will. her parents want her to dress like a slutty schoolgirl, but she wants to dress like a modest punk rocker. Yeah, that's a really weird dichotomy it's an odd, going yeah. on there. So they all get dressed and they all have interactions with their various parents. Family members, yeah. Um, which girl is it who has, her parents are divorced? Sasha. Sasha's parents are divorced. And she, I guess she's with her dad. Her dad says, tell your mom about the dentist on Thursday. Her mom shows up to take her to school and says, tell your dad about the dentist on Thursday. And she's all, you guys should talk to each other. You're adults. Also, my dentist trip is on Friday. Therefore, establishing this girl, this young woman, as someone who has her head screwed on and knows schedules and scheduling. This will become important later because it is ignored (laughs) for a plot point. Multiple plot points. Oh, yes. Oh, there's... Nothing about this film is consistent. All of the girls' characterizations consistently remain it's, inconsistent. No, it's consistent that they're inconsistent. Yeah, they are constantly in a state of flux. I think what it is, and I think because one of the other problems with this movie is that there is the music 
The music changes oh every God. 15 to 30 seconds. We were two minutes in and there were four song changes in the background in a two minute period. Welcome to Bratz. If you don't like the music, <laughs> wait 15 seconds. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever they cast a new actor to play Doctor Who. I'm sorry, this is just the person that I am. If you don't like that actor, it's fine. There'll be another one along in about three years. You're good. You're fine. What was the point I was trying to make here? Oh, my, oh no, I was telling you about my theory, which, Tell which me plays your theory. in to the fact that the music changes every 15 seconds and their characterizations are inconsistent across the movie. I think every time we cut to a new scene, we're cutting to a uh, a parallel universe in the strictest oh. sense of parallel, meaning a, pa- a universe that is the next one over mm. to them. So, so we're constantly different. Our perspective as the viewer is constantly shifting through this multiverse of brats. That girls. would make everything make sense actually, and I kind of hate that. It's it's the only way to watch this movie. Um what was my next note? Kill me. Also my next note. So Sasha's parents, neither of them is present for their daughter's life because neither of them are really on top of when their own daughter is going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Not only does this scene paint Sasha as someone who is like on the ball with her own scheduling, her parents are not there. Also, her dad doesn't know how to operate a toaster. There's a lot. You're getting really caught up in, the, in the nitty and the gritty. And sorry. This, there's so much we to this film. Know. We cannot get hung up on I'm, every little incident of nonsense because we will never finish. <laughs> this movie is like the David S. Pumpkins skit from SNL. And I am on this and the door opens and there's just some stuff. <laughs> And it's like, what is any of this? I'm, I have all of these questions. And every time the door opens on a new floor of the ride, there is something new that raises further questions about what any of this is. And what I am, yes. really. This... What we have done as a human race. <laughs> I, before this film, I did not have what I would consider to be a nihilistic viewpoint. Now, nuke it all. Like, 2019... We don't deserve to exist. I had a night... When I was a child, this is a true story. When I was a child, I had a nightmare. I, In the nightmare, I dreamt that I had been made the ruler of the world. And the way that when you become ruler of the world, the planet gets wiped and you start again. So I woke up literally... The last thing I saw was everything was gone. It was all desert. It was all dust. And that was my fault because I had become ruler of the world. And it terrified me. The only way I could articulate that nightmare the following morning was I rule the world. There was no... I couldn't... Anyway, as a kid, that's a nightmare. If I have that dream now after having seen the Bratz movie, okay. It's really... We deserve... We need to be be wiped. Yeah, we need... Just cleanse this planet. We need a fresh install of the operating system, <laughs> and we, we need to start over. We need a hard reset. Yeah, we need to get rid of all the uh, the kind of spamware that they put on yeah. at the beginning, all of the stuff that AT&T and Verizon We don't need on it. There. Let's yeah, just start good. over. So, oh, they go to school. They go to school. John Voight is there. Wearing a false nose and ears. And ears. He looks a little bit like... It's like they started applying the Grand Nagus makeup from Star Trek Deep Space Nine and then gave up and after the nose. And it's a weird look. It's so odd. I did ask you, is, is he wearing a nose or is that just his face? I did something happen to John Voight in 2007? That he just had to cover up his nose yeah. for a year. It was bizarre. I, Everything about this movie was bizarre. Again, we cannot get hung up on details because we will die. We we did have a conversation while we were watching this movie. What did John Voight do? To deserve, deserve this. What, what is this his penance what is, yeah. for? <laughs> what is he um, paying for? Your theory... Um, he shopped somewhere other than Ralph's. I suggested maybe he went to a Vons. Or yeah, or maybe Albertsons. a John's would make maybe more oh, sense. Oh, John, yeah, he definitely went to a John's and that, that got him in the in some sticky water. Yeah, sticky, sticky water. water. 
hot and sticky water. <laughs> My theory is, and this would explain why he's wearing the, the nose and the false ears, the artificial earlobes, mm-hmm. is uh, he saw a crime and he was put in witness protection. <gasps> for a year. For a year. And then he was like, I don't feel like this anymore. I feel like this movie was filmed in 2006 and then released in 2007 after he was no longer in witness mm. protection so they could put his name on it safely, which does explain why everyone still uses flip phones. There is a lot of talk about MySpace. It's very much a product of its time. Yeah, it's very early 2007. Well, it's interesting because like this is a high school movie set at the time when I would have been in high school. So watching it, I was like, I feel bad that I am on some level relating to this, and I wish I could make that stop. This movie came out August 3rd, so... I had already been living in this country for a month, mm. slightly over a month when this film There's came There's nothing in. you could have done to stop no, it. No, it was, it was past that point. I could have done something, but I didn't. You were in a position. Yeah. And how do you feel about that? I feel ashamed of myself. You should. We've already established that I've made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first day of school and they're at, they're at a new school and there's this girl named Meredith who's sitting at the front yeah. and she's assigning people their clicks. And she's, she's the daughter of John Voight, who is the principal. Yeah. I also want to stress, the brats, uh, the four girls, they're not... We know them to be the brats. They have not yet earned the brats moniker. Mm. In the same way that in the Power Rangers, they haven't, you know, they, they have to earn the ability to morph. <laughs> These girls have not yet earned the name brats. Yeah. No girl, like, there's a lot of, like, like huddling and talking and just the way that they communicate with, with each other. No teenager has ever talked to them no. to, to themselves like this before. This is... This is a young girl's idea. No, this is this is an this adult. This is a studio executive's idea of what teenagers <laughs> behave. Oh like. no, no, it's even worse. Like it goes deeper than that. It is a forty-five-year-old man's idea of a young girl's idea of what teenagers are like. This goes through a lot of. It's like a game of telephone. <laughs> It's like a young girl told a 45-year-old man what, what they think teenagers... Like. Yeah. And then the 45-year-old man took that data and wrote a script. This is too early for neural networks, yeah. unfortunately. We fed a thousand hours of teen movies into, a, <laughs> into an AI and had it write a script. And then the yeah. script was sent hurtling back through time into a space-time portal and became Bratz the movie. Fortunately, it still had all the MySpace references yes. in it. Thank God. Well, I mean, most teen movies were made prior to 2007. Yeah. So they would have MySpace references. Porky's is chock-a-block with MySpace references. Yeah, I know references. Teen Wolf, definitely. Yeah. They're big on the MySpace. So the brats arrive, and they're assigned their various cliques. and they're Cliques. Like, cliques. Cliques. Uh, no, they walk past the the cliques. Oh yeah, desk they're even. like we don't we don't need any cliques. And Meredith, isn't... I really hope that's not like a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> Mer- Meredith says, uh, "Well, we need to assign you to a clique." And uh, the the it brats... sounds like it should be a bad word, right? I feel like it might be. I'm not going to say it anymore. We're just if... going to say "click" the normal way. I'm just going to apologize to anyone I'm offended with my weird pronunciation of the word "click." Um, she's like, "Well, you need to be assigned," and they're like, "No, we're just going to sit together. We'll make it work with the lead characters of this movie. Screw you." And then uh, Meredith is all, well, the system never fails. They all get divided up anyway because they all have different interests. Different interests interests, like normal humans Like normal human beings. They drift apart. Oh, yeah. There's a montage. It says like... We're 12 minutes into the movie (laughs) and this is like... Two years later. (laughs) (laughs) They're juniors now. We we laughed so hard. We screamed. Oh, it was... It's weird because, like, the first 12 minutes of this movie could just be its own movie. Well, like, them the drifting first, apart. Yeah, the first... We we said the first half hour of this movie is the movie. And everything yeah. after the first 30 minutes... 
is just filler. Yeah, there's there's a scene before the time skip where one of the girls goes to meet one of the other girls because they were supposed to go shopping, and then that girl was it Sasha is like oh no Sasha it's, it's the cheerleader. yeah Sasha uh, Sasha the cheerleader. I, hold up. Of- <laughs> while we're saying Sasha the cheerleader, I do want to mention Sasha the cheerleader and also Sasha the cheerleader <laughs> because Sasha fucking Cohen is in this movie. <laughs> And if you don't know who that is, I, okay, let's back this up. I used to do figure skating. I I don't know if I've mentioned that on here or not, but I used to figure skate. And in the early 2000s into mid 2000s, I very much followed figure skating competitively. And so this would have been like, I did not see this movie when I was in high school, but this would have been a huge deal to see Sasha Cohen in a film. I feel like that's a, that's a jump that a lot of figure skaters try to make after they stop competing is they try to act like Tara Lipinski acted in some stuff. I know that in um, Ice, Ice Princess, whichever one had Michelle Trachtenberg in it, there were a lot of actual figure skaters in that film. Um, but You've made me watch that one. I remember now. No, I haven't. You ha- I remember seeing it. I w- you weren't with me. I must have been with you. I don't no. know anyone else who would make me I've watch seen that it, movie. I've seen it exactly once and it was in theaters. Where's, how have I, who have I seen it with I then? have no idea. But we can watch it together if you no. want. No! Maybe. <laughs> but, I, well, it was it was weird because we were watching it and they were doing the, their cheerleading tryout scene and I was like, I recognize that lady, but I don't know why. You googled it. I googled well, it. Well, I said, oh my god, that's Sasha Cohen. And I looked up to make sure that's <laughs> Sasha Cohen. <laughs> You were. I, I saw her compete at Worlds. <laughs> I've been in the your, same room as her. Your reaction was so. That's how I feel every time I see uh, Doug Jones on Star Trek. It's yeah, like, I've been in. He cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha Cohen did not cut my hair. Well, that would have been you a You need fun to ask story. nicely for her. I'll ask. I'll, next time I see her, I'll, mm. I'll ask. But yeah, Sasha Cohen in this movie, she does not figure skate. She doesn't do anything besides say to the other girl whose name in the film is Sasha, hey, Sasha, come sit with us. She says that at least three times. And you kept saying, my name is also Sasha. My name's also Sasha. So one of the other girls, they're all interchangeable, but one of the girls shows up at at Sasha's, actual Sasha, not Sasha Cohen's house, shows up at Sasha's house, right? Hey, we were supposed to go shopping today. Uh, but Sasha's going, she's, like, she's with her cheerleading group, like, oh, was that today? You know, Sasha, you might remember her because I did make a big deal at, at, about, about the fact, fact that, that she's very organized. She's on top of her schedule more than her parents. So how did that fall through the cracks? Do you know what that sounds like? That sounds like Sasha didn't really want to hang out yeah, with the other girls Sasha anyway. Sasha just is kind of ghosting all her friends because yeah. she has new friends and she wants to learn yeah. to figure skate. And then we get our two years later time jump. Yes, written this, in Comic Sans. In, in Comic Sans. <laughs> this, this point in any other movie... This is point. This is the start of Act Three. Mm-hmm. We are twelve minutes into this film. Or it would be like the very, the very, very beginning. Yeah. Like you have two, three minutes to set up something, a prologue, and yeah. then you get into the actual meat of the story. We howled everything when those about words the pace, Everything about the pacing of this is so messed up. I don't think they knew what movie they were making when they were. I don't making think they. This. I, I don't think they knew what movie is. <laughs> what is movie? What is movie? <laughs> What is movie? We just don't know. We just don't know. Science has not reached a point yet where we can probably discern. There are a lot of just... theories. We have a lot of theoretical models that we've built. <laughs> it's just it's just Sean McNamara like in a lab pouring like 
like a film reel into a beaker and it's like, and it what makes, is this? And it makes fireworks. And it makes fireworks. Yeah, one of the girls is a science girl and she goes to the science room and she pours some... She just dumps some chemicals in, and including some... sodium salt. Sodium salt. Sodium salt. As opposed to the other salt that there is. <laughs> what other salts could there be, Molly? Epsom salt. Oh, okay, cool. But it's sodium, it's sodium salt. No, that's not... You don't call it sodium salt. <laughs> And then there was like she pours some blue, the red and the blue chemical, and then it makes. It makes we're, we're going backwards. Toothpaste. We're going backwards. Well, we I to... said we shouldn't get hung up on the nitty gritty because there's so are. much. There's so this movie is a fucking treasure trove of horrors. This we could spend the next five episodes just, just unpacking, unpacking this this film. If we were ever to do like a a podcast like the worst this idea of all time, this is why the Flophouse has done this over and over. <laughs> you can't you can't get it in one. You it's not gonna. <laughs> fit if the worst idea of all time ever decides to do another movie because at the moment they're doing I think the first Sex and the City movie if they ever come back and do another season it should just be this just film because you could or what, what there's also those podcasts where they break a movie down minute by minute and they spend mm. like a whole episode just on a minute of the movie I feel like that's not enough like <laughs> We need more time. This this film feels like a man versus food challenge. <laughs> like it's, you can't. It's it like takes a special kind of person. It's this yeah. This film is like going into the big steakhouse and ordering the large steak, and if you finish it, it's, it's free. free. Yeah, I like to order the Bratz movie, please. Oh, and then you get Polaroid Ooh, pinned up on the wall. The bell. They ring the bell. <laughs> they bring you a special bib and a hat. <laughs> That's what this movie is like. Uh, we are never. We're twelve minutes in. <laughs> So we we made a point at this juncture in the movie to make a note of the fact that the four brats have just kind of gone off and joined other fan groups because they have separate yeah. interests. And that's a and that's perfectly fine. healthy, normal... That's fine. Yeah. That, that should be the theme. Like, you've made your little after-school special, your your 12-minute special. Like, sometimes it's okay to outgrow relationships. Yeah, like, I, I mean, spoiler alert, but that's kind of what Ralph Breaks the Internet is about. <gasps> I it's, still haven't seen it's it. It's very, very good. We we do need to watch it before it leaves theatres because we should do it for this podcast. Mm. But we still have to watch the first Wreck-It Ralph very soon. Is on our list. Yes. But uh, yeah, they... They could have stopped. They should have quit while they were... <laughs> this. They this... should have quit. They should have quit. Everyone who worked on this movie should have walked they off. They should have walked off. But instead, Meredith announces at a an assembly, I guess, a school assembly mm-hmm. in the gym, which I guess is where American assemblies happen. Yeah. Because everyone's sitting in the bleachers. We never had that. Well, it dep- if you have if you have a gym but you don't have like a like a theater room, then you do it in the you gym. Like an we auditorium? did all our stuff. Yeah, we had an auditorium in my yeah. high school. We had all of our stuff. We did not have there. one, so all our stuff was in the gym. It was called Chapel, though. Oh no. Yeah, I'm sorry, self. Obviously named after the uh, the nurse from the original Star Trek. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Meredith is there. Meredith, you may recall, is the one who was assigning people into their cliques earlier. Um, you said you weren't going to say that offensive word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to the uh, the clique community. <laughs> Oh no! What if it is bad though? No, you got me. I'm living in my own head here. God, it sounds like it might be. Anyway, so um, I'm gonna look it up on Urban Dictionary. Oh no! You keep talking. I'll Um, do this. Meredith is talking about the talent contest, and the winner of the talent contest gets a golden hatchet. 
Which in my head is an axe, right? That's an axe? Yeah, it's a small axe. Yeah, and also a college scholarship. What school... What high school? To the school of their choice. To the school says. of their choice. Like, if that kid wants to go to fucking Harvard, the school, well, I guess that's our, our annual budget thousand goes. dollars, yeah. Yeah, and it's really, it's not made clear, like, if if people are entering the talent contest as a group, do they all get the scholarship? Well, do they we get find one that, sco- we find that yeah. out at the end. But we don't find out in the moment, which is important, I think, because if five people, like, if the Backstreet Boys enter and win, only one of them gets to go to Yale, to like, that doesn't, it. yeah. Do you want to know... Cleek, the word cleek uh-huh. means. Go on. When you and your clicker on fleek. <laughs> All right. No, we're good. We're safe. We're good. We're safe. It's not offensive. It's not offensive, cleek but a- it is very, cleek- very bad. Cleek away. <laughs> You're free to cleek. So they uh, they enter the the, the brats don't at this point they've not decided whether they're going to enter the the talent contest or not because they're not friends. Um, but we do see and ma- they have no talent. They have no talent. Uh, as evidenced by their acting abilities in this movie so far. Um, we see Meredith at home with her very, very little sister. Okay, she lives in a fucking mansion, and her father is a public school principal. So what does her mother do? I don't think this do you is... Think her is mother, this a public school? It must be, because a poor girl goes to it. Oh, that's a fair point. And maybe her mother, her maiden name is McAllister. Okay, new theory. And it's not linked to your McAllister thing, which is great, by the way. Thank I don't, I don't want to ignore that. I can that. tell by the look in your eyes that you thought I had made a great. It's call solid. Back. I dig it, uh, and fans of the show are definitely going to appreciate it because uh, it's all built into our ARG. But yes. I think I hope that, you're playing along at home. Yes, uh, don't forget to send an email to ARG at thelife2attic.com when you found all of the clues. Uh, I've set that email up now. <laughs> um, my theory is that this film was written by a seven-year-old girl because mm, yeah. it's a seven-year-old girl's idea of not just what teenagers in high school are like but what, what the teachers and what parents are and what adulthood yeah. is because we one of the parents we don't she doesn't even appear in the movie until she becomes a necessary plot point yeah she just she's just not there it's like every adult in the world of the brats movie doesn't has been, exist they don't exist you need them. they are sitting in it's like fucking doom they're sitting in like a square room <laughs> until waiting, the player to be called. yeah until they, they they activate a trigger and then they are like warped into the area of the map they're needed. They exist in RAM. So this girl lives in a mansion. Yeah. I don't I don't understand Meredith's angle because she wants control, but I don't see how the control benefits her. She's already spectacularly wealthy. She's already beautiful. And she's, she's president of the school she's president body? of the uh, student she's body, president student of council. Something, and she has friends. I will point this out as well. Her dad is the principal of the school, and she's, I guess, the most popular she's girl the, in the, the school. The, 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 she's the princess of Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the live show <laughs> with Ben and Molly. This is our last episode. Um, it wasn't when we started recording, but you, you know, sometimes someone just pushes you and you can't continue anymore. Uh, and I'm willing to continue if you will if you're willing to apologize. I I'm very sorry for everything that I've done today. <laughs> Including truly, truly making us watch this sorry. movie. I see now what's gonna happen is as my penance, I'm gonna have to put on a nose and ears and be in a terrible <laughs> and a film. And brats too. Yes. She's popular and her dad's the principal. Now I have had friends whose parents have been teachers. I've had friends whose parents have been teachers 
at the school we were going to. There is no kid no in the cosmos who is excited or popular, is excited about their parent being a teacher in the school, or is popular because of or in spite of that fact. It doesn't happen. And also, how is this not an abuse of power? Yeah, it doesn't. As the child, you don't get any power from being yeah. a principal's kid. If anything, you're you're more beholden to the rules. This is literally nepotism. Yeah. Like, this film is this film was written, directed, and produced by nine-year-old girls. Nine-year-old Sean. <laughs> uh, Do you think Sean had a daughter? Or there was a young girl in his life who was like, Mr. Sean, please make this film for me. I cannot imagine director of TV shows and films, Sean McNamara. Sean Patrick Michael McNamara. <laughs> Sean McNamara, I cannot imagine he knew any children no. because any child would look at what he's doing and say no do you think walking on set for the first time was the first time he had seen a child or a young adult and it maybe confused him because he's like that's a person but it's very small and i don't understand i think that he he himself was loomed fully formed like he stepped out <laughs> of a genetic <laughs> well because he's an adult yeah. he was just sitting in his doom box yes. waiting to be called <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like that um, John Mulaney bit where he says he was in the other room eating crackers for 27 years and then he just walked out there and started directing the movie. He's never seen anyone who didn't look exactly like him because he was grown in a lab. So this is the first time he's seen, we are so in the weeds. We are not even at the halfway mark Maybe of this film. Why that's, this, this film is, again, we, we make this comparison a lot, but this film is very much like Kid went to Yogurtland, got some of everything. Maybe <laughs> he, he had never existed before he was directing this film. So people kept on coming up to art department, you know, music kept on coming up to him, kept presenting him options, you know, and he's like, yes, yes, <laughs> what? What is this? He's never seen reality he's before. Just, it's like, like Jack Skellington in Christmas Town What's for this? the first What's time. <laughs> it's like, he didn't exist before. For this movie so there was like a team of like government operatives like inserting like a social security <laughs> number and like putting it in like mr robot Maybe hacking that's his why data they, onto why the they gave him so many names yes <laughs> like everyone wanted like everyone wanted to join in in the naming ceremony yeah they had to please everyone so this is it this his first act as a person grown in a lab was to make this to movie make this Let's rein it in. Let's come back. I, I know that this is going to be a really long episode, and it's just so beefy. Let's. I really want to talk about Dylan. Can we please... We haven't mentioned Dylan at all. Can we please talk about yes, Def Dylan? Yes, let's talk about Def Dylan. <laughs> he shows up in the hallway, right? Yeah, this is before the time before jump. Before Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I feel like there's a, wiki, there's a wiki for this film somewhere that's got like... Before time jump, after time <laughs> jump, like the One Piece wiki. It's very convoluted. Yeah. Um, but Dylan, Dylan is deaf. The end. It's never explained how he lost his hearing, but he can he can speak fairly articulately. So it's it's we assume that he lost his hearing maybe in an accident or from an illness, and he used to be able to hear. He just misplaced it. He just, he put just it down you know somewhere. you know you set down your hearing. It's definitely written like a an able bodied. Hearing Again. capable human has is writing a deaf Sean, person. Sean, someone told him was was having a conversation about a deaf person. He's like, deaf? What's that? <laughs> yes, I'm let's, have, that in the let's movie. have some deaf. I feel like I feel like whoever's playing 
Uh, Dylan was like, we're just going to cast you as like the beefy boy. Okay, cool. And then on set... I really think my character would... Well, no, like, Sean's like, I've just heard about this cool thing. It's called deafness. <laughs> we need one deaf. of you to be deaf. Dylan, you're deaf now. <laughs> oh, shit. I feel bad because we always find ourselves in these positions of, like, having to talk about racism, having to talk about disability, and, like, this, I don't... These films address them in a very <sighs> bad way. And I feel bad that we are having we're not to the have people... this conversation. I can kind of have this conversation a little bit because about, I because yeah. I have an invisible illness, and there is a point where one of the four brats, when Dylan says, he says very clearly and articulately, I'm deaf, and she says, well, well you, you don't sound You deaf. don't sound deaf. Which is like, yeah, when I tell people I'm disabled and I'm walking around and like, like you don't look you know, doing backflips and what well, I actually do. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you don't look disabled. It's like like, well, like that you. woman in the airport who saw me with my cane, like booking it to my, because I had a connecting flight and we landed late. She's like, I don't think you need that cane. I don't think you need that bitchy attitude, Karen, but here we are. <laughs> Karen. This is fucking Karen. But so yeah. Dylan is deaf and... There's maybe two or three scenes. There's that scene where he's with the music teacher. He's playing the piano. And he, because, yeah, apparently he used to play piano and he says, I miss the music. Like, he can't hear the piano anymore. And the teacher comes and puts Dylan's hand on the speaker and says, feel the vibrations. Yes. We are all connected to each other. And Dylan says, I'm picking up good vibrations. <laughs> You're giving me excitations. <laughs> We were watching, it's like, I would rather be watching this movie. As patronizing as it is, like, I would rather have this story told. Give me a movie, and if this movie is going to exist, make sure it is written with and by deaf people who have experience with this. But a movie about a teenager who used to play music is robbed of his sense of hearing and then rediscovers music in an entirely new new way. Because... That's what Dylan that's a, does. Yeah, that's such a great idea yeah. for a film. It's handled very badly in this movie. Again, because Sean, apparently, I guess he like watched some, he watched Children of a Lesser God and he's like, <laughs> let's get in on this, this deaf stuff. Yeah, it's, oh my word. Yeah, the whole, this entire, it's so patronizing and badly written, but it's the strongest idea in this film. Yeah, and that's distressing. I just want a cut of like only Dylan moments. It's a bit well, very short because he learns how to four minutes and change. He learns. Oh, I wish this movie were only four minutes. He learns how to DJ, which is really cool because you feel the <coughs> speakers. Yeah, and you can <coughs> sense. It. Yeah, that's why did it. they put this in the movie though? I don't know. To why is any us. of this? It, it, Why is any of what's in this movie in this movie? We don't know and we don't have answers. Dylan is the most interesting character in the film, but we spend, apart from this scene with the music teacher, we spend so little time Mm. with him. We don't learn more about him. He's he's he has the most interesting story. Again, it's handled very badly because it's written. He has a story at all. Yeah. No, everyone else has very trivial problems. Yeah. And they solve them by shopping. (laughs) Whereas he actually has an, kind of an obstacle to overcome yeah. and a music teacher who helps him yeah. do that. Which becomes pivotal at the end of the movie. Because he helps them perform, I guess. Yeah. And he tours with their act because they... Was, it, were they, was he in the He was at the scene? end. Yeah, he was yeah. in the credits. But we're, we're going to go away from Dylan now. Oh. So we're further into the I miss Dylan. I, it was so nice to hang out with Dylan for a bit. Because a food fight happens. Oh, God. Meredith, it, is a, it is a teen movie. Yeah. And because so, Sean had watched maybe sean is the neural network that they yes. fed all these teen movies into so sean was like we need a food fight because it is a teen movie sean s-e-a-n system for electronic 
analysis system for electronic analysis of Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) They just because he was designed to like plug into a genre on Netflix. Um, which is, I guess, now he, how, how he's doing Vegan. Yeah, probably. He just watched W 87 over times. Over. So the movie's just going to be a copy of W, but with Ronald Reagan. But Wayne with Ronald and Jelly Beans. And Jelly <laughs> But Meredith, I think, basically engineers a food fight. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. she... Yeah. She's... Okay, Meredith has a superpower, which is that she can communicate with animals <laughs> and make them do her bidding, and it's never gone into... Again, she's that a, would be a really interesting She's movie. what, like a level six, level seven druid? She's acquired like, to talk to animals? <laughs> yeah, she has speak to animals. Yeah. And, and she can cast it as a ritual, so she's just doing it all the time. It does add ten minutes to the class time, but it doesn't <laughs> use a spell slot, so that's that's pretty important. Um, but she's she sends her little Pomeranian to go attack Chloe. That's a dog for people. A Pomeranian wondering. is a dog. Not a type of flower, as I had initially Did thought. Did you actually think that? As a kid, yeah, I thought a Pomeranian that's was funny. a type of flower. Thank you. Um, but the dog attacks Chloe, and Chloe throws her food tray over the stairs and it lands on someone. <laughs> it's a really badly edited it's, sequence ah! because the spaghetti lands on one of the brats. That brat falls, falls into a trash can. Into a trash can. And the trash can rolls to a table. Because all of, of the, as everyone knows, school oh trash goodness. cans have wheels on them. Actually, ours did and I was in a trash can once and rolled down a hallway and fell and hit my head <laughs> while I was in high school. What a great story. <laughs> Ours were all concrete. We had concrete trash cans. We didn't have any wheels. Oh, yeah. no. Ours are plastic and they rolled. The floor yeah. was concrete. It didn't feel great. The floor was lava. So this we- it wheels into one of the into other a brats. table and, she f- and the girl in the trash can still has her tray and she flips the tray onto another person. It's just, it's a and lot then steps of, onto a skateboard. A lot of it is on the audience to figure out what is happening to connect these so disparate shots. And edited. then a food fight A happens. food fight breaks out. I, I maintain, and if, if I'm wrong... Again, show at thelifetoedit.com. I need to know if I'm wrong. I don't think a food fight has ever actually happened in any in real space in the history of yeah, all human that's achievement. that's not a real thing. It's not a thing. that It happens in movies. It happens in movies. It happens in high school movies. It happens in college movies. It happens in Hook with imaginary food. I feel End of like list. Hook is different, though. Because it's not real. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. Anyway, so there's a food fight. The brats get... The four brats... They get food fought. They get food fought... In the the Which chaos. Which for Chloe, because she's in a low-income household, yes. and she's like, oh no. Yeah, she's just kind of running around with her mouth open, hoping for the today. best. Yeah, uh, I've been that kid. And um, and they the, end up in detention? Because uh, because there's a bust of the principal, as all schools have, oh, they have a yeah. bust of the current sitting principal. It's unclear what this bust is made out of, because it looks like bronze, or like some sort of aged metal, yeah. but then they tip it over, and it's... It's not fixed onto the plinth ho- it's on. It's not fixed on there, and it's hollow. It wobbles off, it falls it, down, it breaks. Yeah, it shatters like a pot. Yeah. And so they get in trouble. Yeah, plays it. And they get in trouble and they go to detention. And while they're in detention, they they make up and they say, let's still be friends. So they hang out. And then the movie, for all practical purposes, ends. That's, that is the end of Bratz the movie. Everything after this is Bratz 2. It is a <laughs> sequel movie. But it's a sequel to itself. Bratz the movie is both the original movie and a sequel to itself. Shot back to back like Superman and Superman 2. But instead of being two movies, they're you know, one movie. Okay, okay. It's okay. Lord of the Rings. I just had a, a revelation. This movie is like the Holy Trinity in that it's it, you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? 
So the father is the first half hour of this movie, and then the second hour of this movie is the son, which is also its own father because this movie is its own sequel. And then the two music videos at the end are the Holy Spirit that are like, I'm still here. (laughs) Uh, Why? Why, Sean? Why, Sean? Sean. Sean, you hurt me. Yeah. And now I need to hurt you with this podcast. (laughs) They probably put him back in a box or something when he's not being used. I think the good thing is that now that the movie is effectively over, we can blaze through this last hour pretty quickly because nothing of consequence happens. Yes. So they hang out, they shop, they're nothing... There's a sweet 16 party. Meredith has a sweet 16 party. She's acquired footage of one of the girls singing and dancing with her grandmother, which is kind of like, that's kind of... The mildest yeah. thing I can imagine. And it's also it also happened this week because uh, some, I guess, right-wing website leaked footage of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing when just she was normal, in college. Just, just normal yeah. dancing. Just normal like human... Like people do. There's yeah. nothing shameful about dancing. Yeah, and everyone on the right was like, yeah, look at her. She's ridiculous. Look at... She's... What is she doing? It's like, well, she's having a good time she's and she's dancing. dancing she's and... very good at it. Yeah, I mean... And so it's the same, like, they put up the, the footage of Yasmin dancing and singing with her grandma and they're like, isn't this ridiculous? <laughs> like, no, that's just... It's just... That's just a teenage girl with her grandma hanging out. Like, there's nothing shameful about this. It's there's nothing embarrassing ordinary. about yeah. it. Yeah. So that happens. Yeah, that happens for some reason. Uh, and then the brats decide they get called brats at this point in the oh movie, yeah right? because they i guess they they ruin by accident meredith's party meredith kind of ruins her own party she falls off an elephant an elephant an ele- the fifth elephant yeah <laughs> she falls off and she lands in the pool or she lands in a cake and then she lands in a pool because the, the elephant like punts her into the pool yeah so she breaks her spine and she's dead and she's dead now she's she drowns longer. in the pool yeah it's it's a real sh- it's, it's a downer the rest of the movie yeah. is just kind of them talking about it's kind of like 13 Reasons Why, but without suicide. Kind of grim. Death by actually. elephant. Death by elephant. And so she screams at them and calls them brats. And then they were like, hey. hey. And they all look knowingly to the ca- to the camera like, like That's hey. the title of the movie. Yeah. And then they decide they need to enter the town. Well, because they want to get the, the scholarship for the poor one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And then they rehearse it, and then Meredith calls one of the... I think it's Yasmin. Yasmin. Into... She's like, well, I've got all this information on... I've got f- dirt on Chloe, the poor one. Because her, her mom, like, was on... Used to be a maid, yeah. And she stole from us. So, you don't want that getting out. So, Yasmin, like, bails. She she says, I don't want to do the talent show anymore. It's lame, but she doesn't explain why. It's very much a gem in the hologram situation of like there's maybe five minutes of conflict and then it's yeah. immediately resolved it's Im- and they all de- get back dealt together with. again. That's the be- that's the thing I love about this movie is no one is uncomfortable for too this long. Is, this movie is like gem in the holograms unhinged. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like it's just that it, that's really the it's best like way to describe you take, it. You take gem in the holograms and everything that made that insipid and boring. And but you just turn it up so much. There's so much spectacle. It's Jim and the holograms through the lens of high school musical. Yes. That's yes, what this yes, is. Yes. Um everything you hated about high school musical plus everything you hated about Gem and the Holograms in one convenient package. Yes. Yeah. And then they they have a falling out. They get back together again. They perform at the they're about to perform at the yeah, they, they storm they the they talent contest. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith reveals all the information, which is like one of the girls dresses differently around her parents. Like, okay, that's, that's a normal perfectly, high school yeah. thing, and her parents are 
cool with it. Yeah. Well, Chloe's mother stole my favorite doll. We had to fire her. She was my maid, and we fired her because she stole a doll. And the little sister says, actually, I stole the doll. You were using it as a doorstop, idiot. Yeah. And then a bunch of other people make personal revelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the brats perform. And oh, the worst song. It's horrible. The worst song I've ever heard. It's it's a song. We kept on being like, okay, when is when is the song yeah. actually going to start? Because there's a lot. It just It's just a buildup that yeah. never ends. It's... The thing I didn't like about this song is the same thing. And I want to I want to preface this by saying I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You don't know where this is going, Molly. So I don't. I'm going to just, I'm gonna I just love, sit back for a bit. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I hate the theme to Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it just keeps building to something and it never resolves. But the theme to Brooklyn Nine-Nine... Can you hum it for me? Da 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 do 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 and it's just that three or four times. And it never goes And never resolves. Yeah, no, that's what the song. And that's what this song is. Can instead of playing me singing it, can you just drop some of the audio from the theme in there instead, or have it like playing over itself? Like I don't care, but. The, the, that's what this song does. We was we kept waiting. It was like imagine being at the cl- at, at a, a club listening to dubstep, <laughs> waiting for the <laughs> drop. It's just that, and it just never stops, and it just starts again. Yeah, and it, you're waiting for the drop, and it, you, uh, it's like this imagine whole film. I was waiting for it's the like, drop. Imagine putting on a Spider Man cartoon, and the theme just goes Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, for like an and it, hour. And it just fades out. Yeah. This this song is a walk cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and then, so they perform their song, the and it's great, we are told, the audience <laughs> the has audience a massive reaction to it. The audience responds as though they are enjoying it. And then it's a two-way tie. Meredith's crappy song about how great she is wins the golden hatchet, mm-hmm. which per school custom she is supposed to bury on the school football field <laughs> and um, the brats win the, um, the scholarship which is just a framed certificate yeah that says scholarship I, I owe you <laughs> one, one sco- scholarship yeah and we're gonna you, you, I don't know if we've already said this on the episode yes we have about the Yale thing mm, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a scholarship to any school of your choice yeah so just go nuts kids yeah just bankrupt the high school <laughs> this is a really good school if they can afford a scholarship it's crazy which they immediately give to Chloe. Chloe yeah. has an emotional breakdown. Roll credits. Yeah. Oh no, well, the MTV guy shows oh, up. Oh god. Yeah, one they had quote celebrity judges judging the talent contest and one of them I guess is an MTV man. One of them is quote the producer or, of MTV. Yeah, he's the he produces MTV. <laughs> uh it's awful. And so he he's he goes up to the brats and g- gives them his card, which is not yes. a euphemism. He literally hands them a card. And says, come perform at this red carpet event that we're doing. And so the, over the credits is them performing at this event. With Dylan. With Dylan mixing doing his, it up. His, make, a, make a sound. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is this film about? Yeah, so that's what Dylan is doing in the background. Yeah. I think that's also what Dylan is thinking in his in his mind. Yeah. And then there's another song that's Which is, probably the worst song It's I've just ever one heard. of the brats singing a song singing in a white a room with a piano. And all, I think maybe... 25% of the lines in this song actually rhyme. It's yeah. literally just stream of consciousness. If this this was words. a song written by New This Old was Network. a song written, I want to say, in seven minutes. Yes. And we had to watch this whole thing. 
and doesn't the final frame of that music video does not stop until the last credit has disappeared. <laughs> we watched the entire thing. Well, we were watching through the mirror, like at least the last three or four minutes is just going to be credits. No, nope. but there's no rest. And the credits, by the way, Comic Sans oh. or the Mac equivalent, that oh. Mac Comic Sans knockoff. And then the movies, movie's over, oh. and we're free. Oh. Um, we're not free because we had to come. We had to and come in here and talk it about it for an hour. It. Yeah. So the question then becomes. What do we think of this movie? The question becomes, how can we make this right for ourselves and for the planet? How can we undo the damage that we've wrought as a human race? This film made me l- look up to see if Lacuna Incorporated from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was a real company. <laughs> can we please just wipe this I experience? Do, I do want this film gone from my personal experience. I can't obliterate it from all of humanity, and I apologize for that. If you've seen this movie, you, you understand. But on the scale, I think this is as bad, if not worse, than mm. the Emoji movie. Are we going to have to rename our scale? I think there's something kind of wonderfully... Like, Lego Emoji has a cadence and yeah. tempo to it. I don't think I would want to Le- rename Lego the scale. Lego Bratz sounds... Lego Bratz sounds like a group of kids at school who, <laughs> you know, they sit in, you know, one of the classrooms and they make, like, making a death star. Like, that's what that says to me. I feel like a Lego Brat is someone who intentionally leaves Legos out on the bedroom floor. <laughs> yeah. For you to step on. And I've got a two by four for you to step on. I'm just going to dig right in the heel. Yeah. No, my feeling is that this is on par with yes. with the Emoji movie. They spent more money making the Emoji movie, but they both have an equal level of kind of contempt for both the source material and their target audience. Yes. Who's this film for, by the way? Who is Bratz for? I don't know. I guess it's for girls who can't wait to peak in high school. <laughs> It's it's the film that kids who are going to say high school's the best time of your <laughs> life when they're older, that's who this film is yes. for. I just, I, I hate it. I hate this film. I hate everyone who is involved in its production. I kind of hate myself a little for putting us in this yeah. position. Now you know how I'm I really felt sorry. For, after the Emoji movie. I'm really sorry. The Emoji movie was, I think, the biggest self-own of all time for mm-hmm. us last year. Um, well, we've gotten this year's out of the way. Yeah, we got out of the way early. Yeah, we're we're done with. So that. it's only up from it's, here. This is the this is the nadir of 2019. <laughs> it cannot possibly be worse than this, right? We're gonna find out. But uh, we won't find out. Hopefully next week, because what is our next episode? What is our next episode? We had a whole conversation about it. Next week we're jumping into the high octane action <laughs> of GI Joe. Colon, the rise of cobra. I just realized that that sounds like a euphemism for an erection. The rise of cobra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My cobra is it's on the rising. rise. Yeah. Um, this is a film starring a bunch of people. Christopher Eccleston. Fam- famous white men. A lot of a famous lot of, yeah. beefy white men in this movie that I'm looking forward to seeing. Beefy Whitman, yeah. He's, he's in beefy there. Beefy Whitman, yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, Joseph Gordon. Levitt. Levitt. I always... Levitate. Yes. Jo- Joseph Norman Lovett is in this one. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston, who famously played the Ninth Doctor in Doctor Who. I thought you were going to say who famously played the borrower. <laughs> yeah, he did play borrowers. a borrower in The Borrowers. He was the one borrower in that movie, yeah. And then there was also another borrower. But he was the male borrower. Yeah. And that's going to be our next movie is G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which I think I own. 
What? what? Or it'll be streaming somewhere. Yeah, we now have Patreon funds to cover yeah. our sins. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've enjoyed this, our first episode of 2019. Hey, what's wrong with you? <laughs> if our suffering has brought you joy, um, you can support the show. One of the ways you can do that is, of course, leaving positive reviews on platforms like iTunes, Stitcher. Small podcasts like ours survive by word of mouth. And you telling people that you enjoy this podcast is the best way to get it out there. We don't do any advertising. We're not advertising on other shows. We're not on a podcast network. So if you enjoy the show, do please let people know. But then one of the other ways that you can help support the show is through Patreon. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to all of our additional content. That is bonus episodes. We do an extra episode a month just for you guys. We have a Q&A video, yeah, we've done which live I really streams. need to finish editing. Yeah, you need to finish that. Live streams, um, which we will do occasionally as we watch a movie that we're, we're going to record. Yeah, and that's for as little as a dollar a month. And there are other perks at the $5 and $10 level. $5, you get a quarterly postcard, which we'll be sending it out. It will be coming out soon. It's going to be a winter, possibly Valentine's Day card. Very so nice. It'll be coming out in the next month. So if you want one of those, you can sign up at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. And at the $10 level, you get a shout out on the show. Shout out. You know what? I always do the shout outs. Do you want to do... Oh, okay. I'm going to do some shouting There's out. only three, so... Um, Because <laughs> we... we're not a great podcast. No, we're great. No, we're great. Don't say that. All of our pledges are disappearing suddenly in real time. How's that happening? Um, shout out to at Hey It's Billy Rose, our Australian friend. Hi, Billy. We love you very much. We love you, Billy. We you're hope the you're best. having a good summer down there. Down, down in Australia land. Yeah, down in Australia. We love you, Billy. And Mazurf the squid dude, who's a dude who is also a squid. Also a squid. Why yeah. choose? Porque no los dos. Is what I always say about squids and dudes. <laughs> you can't have just one. And finally. Zach Lay. Zach Lay. Zach Lay, we don't know anything about you. Has Zach tweeted at he us? He hasn't. Or? No. Um, so we are now at the point in 2019, we are going to have to start constructing Zach a backstory is, for Zach. So far, in my mind, he is the potato chip boy. <laughs> He's oh, heir to the Lay's fortune. Yes. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So we dig your chips. Yeah. Zach. Well, that's how he has enough money to afford to pledge at the $10 level because yeah. he is an heir. It's a real Mr. Moneybag. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Zach. If you want to up your pledge at any time, because I know you you have the means. Because of all that potato chip money. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have a $100 tier level uh, where you get all of that stuff and we call you Jeremy. And you're Jeremy. We, yeah. Have we talked to Jeremy? We haven't really addressed Happy Jeremy in this episode. Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, you're already our favorite person. Yeah. So thank you for that. Jeremy, um, we're sorry we put you through this so early sorry. in the year. Good grief. I'm sorry I put me through this. I'm sorry I put you through this. Yeah, I'm sorry this podcast exists. I regret everything. Yeah, but we have to keep going. Yeah, we're, we're locked in now. We're in too deep. <laughs> we're in too deep and we're trying to keep all the blood in my head instead of going on. I don't I know don't if those know are the lyrics to that song. It's a, I think it's a Sum 41 song. Sum 41, not a good band. But uh, unless you like them, Jeremy, in which case we Jeremy, love them very you know, much. Jeremy, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to the Life Toy Edit with Ben and Molly. Um, if you support us, thank you very much. Huge thank you to Brian Melblum, who has provided the theme for uh, the podcast, the Toyetic Toe Tapper. It's a delightful piece of music and we're very thankful. See, this is, it's a piece of music that isn't just an endless build-up. Yeah. There's it, a payoff. It resolves. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's not cool. just like... Ding, 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 if it were just ding, that. Ding, 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 I feel like that's going to be the end credit music now. I feel like that's... <laughs> it's just endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> just have that fade out. Um, 
And uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with G.I. Joe colon The Rise of Cobra. Yes. And uh, that is it. Am I forgetting anything? Um, You're going to be at Anime LA this week. Yeah. Um, I was... I, uh, the when this episode goes out, Sack Anime would already will already have happened. I actually ended up canceling. I will have had disappointed you. Yes, I've already disappointed you. <laughs> I had to cancel Sack Anime. Unfortunately, when I got back from uh, my Christmas trip, I had a fibromyalgia flare up that kind yeah. of took your me body out of commission was destroyed for, me, but for yeah. several days. It's still not great. I I was tidying my room earlier, as you can, as Molly can see. Yeah, you I can see the floor. Yeah, I was tidying up, and my my right knee gave out, and my hip gave out, and it was a it was a fun time for all, but. Uh, um, I will be at ALA doing, a stand- I'll be helping with a, there's a stand-up comedy uh, workshop that I'm helping with on the Thursday. I'm doing comedy, st- I'm doing stand-up on the f- uh, Saturday night and we're doing an improv show. I Whose think- line is it anime? Yeah, which uh, I need to get everyone together to practice together. So I need to find someone to find some time to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be at Anime LA and then Gallifrey One is happening uh, next month. If you're a Doctor Who fan, that is definitely it's like the con to go to of the year in America. And uh, yeah, we just announced that we're bringing back uh, the game of Rassilon, which is the the live playthrough of the Doctor Who role-playing game that I do with comedians. And also, I'm just going to do a little bit of a plug here. This month, I will be launching with some friends. We're doing a podcast of the game of I'm Wrestling. so excited. You've been talking yeah. about doing this for a really long time. Uh, I'm so, I'm so excited about it's it. It's finally all coming together. Um, but if you're a fan of either like role-playing game podcasts, like uh, The Adventure Zone, or another D&D podcast, stuff like that, if you're a fan of things like Critical Role, this is a podcast where myself... And some very, very funny people will be playing the Doctor Who role-playing game. We've got our own Doctor with our own companions. We're telling our own unique stories one role at a time. You can find out more information at The Game of Rassilon. That's R-A-S-S-I-L-O-N dot com. And uh, you can sign up to be notified when the first episode goes live. But we've announced it will be going live January 16th. Super duper excited about that. And you can also follow that on Twitter at Pod. But you can also follow us, this podcast, at uh, The Life Toyetic, uh, which is where we are on pretty much all social media, except for Instagram. And we're never going to let that go. Yeah, we're upset that we're we're a Toyetic pod, I think. Life Toyetic pod. Life Toyetic pod on Instagram. We've tried. It is what it is. It's fine, I guess. I'm Ben Padden on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Not, not Tumblr so much Tumblr anymore. anymore. I'm off Tumblr. Molly, you're. I'm at Molly Alice Hoy everywhere. And Instagram. Yeah, ev- everywhere and also Instagram. <laughs> Instagram exists in a, in a separate <laughs> parallel pocket universe. I mentioned that because I didn't say Instagram, that's where I am. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Life to Edit with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life to Edit comes with everything you see here. Sean McNamara's childhood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring up the girl names, and mm-hmm. I want you to say the the slogan. <laughs> I don't know because I know how much you love improv games. I love this. I will say the name of the girl, and you give me that brand's like slogan, their marketing slogan. Okay, you ready? Okay, Jade. Don't get knocked up. <laughs>